Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and in this segment, we are going to discuss the upcoming lunar eclipse on May 15th. It's like late in the day on the 15th into the early hours of the 16th. And before we get started, I always like to remind you all that I do study the Vedic sidereal system of astrology. So if you are interested in learning more about the difference between Western and Vedic astrology, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on media and then astrology. Now I have a podcast embedded there that shares the difference between Western and Vedic astrology. And if you'd like to calculate your birth chart, again, go to my website, go to offerings and then chart to calculate a birth chart so that you can see where the planets were placed astronomically at the moment of your birth, because Vedic ideas astrology is the literal precise placement of the planets at any given moment in time. This means if you download a star app, go outside, look at where the planets are, that's the placement that we're going to be using. So it is a very precise system. It's a very accurate system. And when you start studying, it'll kind of blow you out of the water. It's a pretty amazing science. And Vedic astrology, the original term for Vedic astrology is Jyotish, or the science of light. And so it's not just something for entertainment. You know, it's not just something that we use for fun or at parties or whatever. It's a science. It's something that originated in India and Southeast Asia, and it was used just like any other science. Research was put into it just like any other science, and we get results just like science gives us. So it's a very... Um, powerful and profound opportunity. <laughs> and so I feel very blessed in this life to have had the opportunity to find this Jyotish. And for all of you, you are also so lucky to have the opportunity to come into contact with Jyotish in this life. It's a, it's a very big blessing in my opinion. So let's go ahead and get started talking about this upcoming eclipse. I do recommend if you have not already listened to the May horoscope that I posted before this podcast, it gives an overview of the entire month and gives you a little bit more of a broad overview. Today, we are going to focus primarily on this eclipse and we'll kind of touch into some other things as well. And so on April 30th, we did have a solar eclipse in the nakshatra of Barney. And as we've been discussing, Barney nakshatra is associated to the yoni, the female reproductive organ. And the eclipses stir up energy. They bring things to the surface. We've been seeing so much around reproduction, around women's rights and women's reproductive rights, but reproductive rights in general, of course, and very interesting things <laughs> with reproduction. It's not just um, certain topics anymore. It's kind of broadening to contraceptives in general. It's very fascinating to witness, again, all happening after Barney. So that was the April 30th eclipse. And of course, it set these actions into motion. It's something that we're going to be working with for the next several months. And I also want to remind you all that we've been following the movement of Saturn. We've been following the movement of Pluto. And if you've been following me since when I started this podcast, I believe it was 2018, we've been talking about Pluto and Capricorn. And Capricorn represents government structures. It represents economy, finances, currency, 
Pluto is the planet of death and rebirth. It completely destroys things so that things can regrow. And so I've been saying for a long time that when Pluto enters Capricorn, we can expect to see major changes in government, major changes in economy, and potentially currency. And we've seen changes around the world. We've seen issues with government affairs and changes in government and people kind of questioning the systems big time, even more so. So this is definitely prominent. And I want to say, particularly here in the U.S., I was reading some articles about how the credibility of the Supreme Court is being questioned. People are questioning the credibility of the Supreme Court. People are really starting to outwardly express their dissatisfaction and ultimately their distrust and unwillingness to allow them to lead. And I thought that that was incredibly fascinating. It's it's very much in alignment with the astrology, of course. We can always find it in the astrology. One, because of Pluto and Capricorn, but we're also witnessing this as Saturn is in Aquarius. And we've spoken about what Saturn in Aquarius is. Saturn brings karmic retribution. Aquarius is humanity. It's connections. It's the people. And at this point in time, Rahu the karmic node that is futuristic, forward-thinking, rebellious, innovative. It's in the sign of Aries, which is very explosive, independent. Saturn is aspecting Rahu. This shows the potential for a lot of rebellion, very revolutionary energy. So, you know, we're going to see this. Saturn will retrograde back into Capricorn in July, but these couple of months, we can certainly expect to see people wanting power. And I think that there is going to be a general dissatisfaction with government affairs and what is going on. And we always have to be wary of eclipse season because Rahu and Ketu are extremes. And so whenever we have eclipses that involve the karmic nodes of Rahu and Ketu, extreme events occur. And I do think that these events are not going to be rubbing people the right way. Again, I think that there is going to be a lot of general dissatisfaction. And I think that there is going to be this seeking of power and leadership beyond the traditional modes of influence. As we've spoken about with Pluto and Capricorn, it represents the changing and the shifting and the transformation of the government, of currency, of the economy. We can't have that change and shift without there being dramatic fallout. And so we are in the midst of that. And it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting to have the bird's eye view with astrology while actually being in it. And this is something that I spent a long time talking to my therapist about, um, this idea of spiritual sovereignty and social activism. I'm like, we could have an entire podcast on spiritual sovereignty and social activism. We won't get too far into it today. But it's an interesting balance to stay in that bird's eye perspective while also not bypassing and then being involved in activism while not getting completely carried away and feeding into what these powers that be are creating. Let's talk more about it. Let's go ahead and talk about the eclipse. So we'll talk about the eclipse and then we'll talk more about sovereignty. So the eclipse is going to be taking place again May 15th, May 16th. 
early in the hours on the 16th, late in the day on the 15th. And the eclipse is occurring at one degree of Scorpio. One degree of Scorpio for the moon, one degree of Taurus for the sun. And the moon is going to be in the nakshatra of Vishaka. And so a few things. First of all, remember that traditionally eclipses are not auspicious times. The eclipses are when the karmic nodes of Rahu and Ketu seek revenge on the luminaries of the moon and the sun. So it is a notorious time for us to lay low, to not take risks, to not take any big changes, make any big decisions, not to make any type of big commitment. It's just not the time for these things, right? It's a time of pause and reflection and to wait. And the eclipse is a time of faded events, you know, any events happening around us, people coming into our lives, conversations we're having. One of my friends has been having these like crazy psychic downloads where he's like knowing when people are going to reach out to him. Like it's been crazy, like really wild things happen. Faded events, but also our intuitions. Just notice what's going on in your dreams, in your psyche, in your intuition. Usually really intense and extreme things happen. And this eclipse is even more powerful because the moon is debilitated. Remember that the moon is soft and fluctuating and sensitive. And when it falls into the deep, vast, turbulent waters, shifting waters of Scorpio, it's technically debilitated. It doesn't feel super comfortable. And so we're having this eclipse, the moon is debilitated, it's aspected by Saturn, it's also going to be aspected by Jupiter, which is definitely helpful. But regardless, this eclipse will certainly bring intensity. It's going to bring intensity to the mind. You know, so notice how you feel that you may be sluggish, you may feel tired, you may feel emotional, you may feel this impulse to make a big change, to have a big conversation, to do something drastic, really try to avoid doing those things. It is a time, again, to be very mindful with yourself, give yourself the resources that you need, take really good care of yourself. Vishaka is a really beautiful nakshatra, okay? Even though the moon is debilitated and there can be these intensities in our mind, but also in the world, Vishaka is a nakshatra that we should pay special homage to. This nakshatra is called the star of purpose. And so there's this connection to devotion, to dedication, to faith, to love. The deity of Vishaka is Indra Agni, which is a combination of Indra and Agni, which is a very powerful force, Indra. Indra really is the chief of the gods, the god of the gods. And Agni is the sacred fire, the sacred flame that lights within, that can burn impurities from the inside out. But it's also the spark of consciousness, spark of ideas, you know, that fire that lights up a new brilliant inspiration. Fire digests so much more. You know, we think about fire eating wood or, you know, feeding something fire so that the fire stays alive. But there's also the fire in us, again, that burns impurities, that helps us digest and assimilate food and nutrients. And there's also the fire 
of buddhi, which is the intellect. It digests knowledge. It digests wisdom. It digests words. And so this combination of the chief of the gods and Agni, it is a very powerful force. The symbol for Vishaka is two branches or a fork. So there are two different ways, which I think is really interesting. Uh, duality. And the first kind of imagery that I get from this is this really powerful force of two sides, of two different ways of seeing things, of there being polarity, there being differences, and sides are fierce. You know, we all have our own beliefs. We all have our things that we're dedicated to. And of course, this nakshatra is associated to morals and to honor. And so in one regard, being the star of purpose, it's such a wonderful time, again, to stand in sovereignty. And so what does sovereignty mean? Sovereignty for the definitions. The first definition is supreme power or authority. The second definition, I thought these two were interesting, the two latter definitions, authority to govern states. So it's like a state's authority to govern over other states or a self-governing state. And I thought it was so fascinating that sovereignty was associated to states but not to people. <laughs> so we're going to apply it to people. So sovereignty is our ability to have authority and to govern over ourselves. And it means that we're self-governing over ourself and our choices and our will, our ability to determine what our future looks like, our ability to determine what actions we should take in any given moment. And the thing is, is that when we're really standing in our power, when we're standing with ourselves, and we're not allowing ourselves to get swept away by the actions of others or the emotions of others or the will of others, that's when we act from a place of power. That's when we act from a place of sovereignty. If somebody does something to irritate us or instill fear in us or instill anger in us, as soon as we respond with anger, with aggression, you know, usually anger and aggression is because we're afraid, um, but it could show up as anger or aggression. Maybe it shows up as fear, uh, being distressed. We're not in our sovereignty. There's a part of us that believes this other person has power over us. And I think that it can show up in the grand scheme of things. And I think that it can show up in the day to day with people that we interact with. And, you know, this is such a vast conversation. Um, and I'm going to try to keep it relatively brief. But in the grand scheme of things, you know, we can hear things on the news. Um, we can read things on social media, and it can be really scary. And as soon as we're afraid, we begin to lose power. And so I want you all to have that in the back of your mind. As soon as we're operating from fear or we're operating from a place of uncontrolled, you know, anger, aggression, whatever it may be, we are not connected to our innate power. I'm not saying there's not room for grieving and that there's not room for anger. We have to feel those feelings and we have to allow them to come up and we have to acknowledge them. What I'm saying is that we cannot act from them. Because it's not 
again, it's not acting out of sovereignty. We're actually giving our power away. Something instills fear in us. We respond to that fear. That's not in power. In power is we let the fear occur. We feel it. We look at it. We evaluate it. We come back to our source of power, and then we respond with intelligence. So please keep that in mind. Do with it for what you will. And again, I'm not saying not to act. I'm not saying not to stand up for what you believe in and to push back for what you believe in. I think that that is one of the most admirable things we can do in this life is to stay connected to what we believe and to be very loud (laughs) and adamant about what we believe is correct. And that job, that role falls beautifully into the role of sovereignty. So for all of you out there who are, you know, change makers and shakers, movers, just keep that in mind because I think that you're already so effective and you're so valuable and so needed and you're going to be even more effective when you're really operating from that place of stillness, security, fortitude, sovereignty. And so that's a little bit more on the grand scale of things, but then it happens in our personal life all the time. And I know that we've all spoken about woundedness and us reverting back to wounded places. Um, All of us are subject to wounded behavior. And so when we are interacting with our family or our friends or our significant others or even people at work, people at work, whenever I used to work as a social worker, this was a big one for me (laughs) because I really am like wanted to make my bosses happy so bad. Um, But anyway, we, we have these people, right, in our lives and they trigger certain things and we hope for a certain response. We hope for approval. We hope for some sort of reaction. But then if we don't get that reaction, we can be prone to acting defensive, acting insecure, getting upset, feeling distraught. And all of those feelings, again, they are important to feel. They are completely valid and they make sense and they should be loved on. And it's because we believe that our worth, that our validity is determined upon how someone else perceives us. I'm going to tell you guys a little story. So I just got a house and my partner had not seen the house yet. And so he came over and he's like talking about the house and he like says some nice things and he starts like really judging the house. (laughs) Like He has Rahu and Virgo. So he's like, you know, nitpicking and noticing the, the, heirs of the house and what could have been done better and I just stopped him and I was like hey like this is kind of hurting my feelings and we continued to have an entire conversation about that but I'm going to stop it there because what happened in that moment was that I was placing the worth and the value of the house on his opinion and that's completely fine that's completely natural and also i could have done a better job at staying really secure in how i see the house how i feel about the house and why i made the decision to buy it if i was even more secure in that i wouldn't have allowed his opinion to knock me off kilter another opportunity you know maybe i'm talking to my mother and i made the decision to change jobs and it feels in my gut that it's the best decision. I know that's the best decision for me. But I tell her that 
And then she responds with, oh, my God, how could you have left that job? You had, um, you know, you got medical, you got dental, you've been there for years, you liked your boss, it was close to your house. Like, why would you have done that? Oh, my God, what did you do? It's like for her, she's acting from her own wounded, insecure place. And she loves me, wants to protect me, whatever. That would only upset me if I was not connected to my own authority and my own confidence and sovereignty in myself. Do you guys see how I'm how I'm trying to shape this? It's like when we allow other people to determine value, when we allow other people to validate us, if we are reliant on the feedback and approval of other people, we are giving all of our power to everyone else. I keep on wanting to come back to this. To an extent, it's natural. It's normal. There's nothing inherently wrong with it. But if we are so far out in that direction of seeking the outside approval, seeking the outside validation, we really don't have very much power of our own. And so this period of Vishaka, of this energy, of this star of purpose... It's this opportunity to reconnect with ourselves, to validate ourselves, to find our own authority in what we believe to be right and just and true and not allowing it to shake us, not allowing it to get knocked off kilter by the opinion of someone else, but then also not wielding our own sovereignty around like, you know, an uncontrolled sword <laughs> because then we start losing it, you know. Sovereignty happens when we operate from a space of wisdom, when we operate from a space of calm. And there's nothing that I think of more than when I think of Vishaka, because this nakshatra, again, it is Indra Agni, completely in control, completely still, completely wise. It has the power to digest and assimilate all of our reality, you know, and when I say assimilate, what I think of when I say assimilate, it's using it to the best of our ability for our highest good. Digesting food to assimilate for our highest good. Digesting knowledge to assimilate for our highest good. Digesting dialogue for our highest good to the best of our ability. And so I hope that this was helpful. I hope that it gave you something to think about around this eclipse. Morals, honor, <laughs> <laughs> commitment, dedication. And, you know, in the world around us, I think that we will see a lot of people who are, again, um, not shy to stand up for what they believe in, though there may not be that um, sense of calm. There may be a little bit more explosiveness, ex extreme behavior, extreme events. We can expect to see that. And Vishaka is the fork. There is a polarity. There are two sides. There are varying opinions, and both of them are going to have this strength, you know, and this forcefulness that they are moving forward with. So on the day of the eclipse itself, again, please lay low. Please be mindful of mental health. I mean, it, it definitely can bring a little intense, a little bit of intensity. And I also want you to be super mindful of accidents and injuries and things of that nature. Please do not do anything risky. With this eclipse happening in Kritika and Vishaka, I could also see there being a lot around heat, maybe fire, maybe drought. There could be 
issues surrounding water, um, lack of water, you know, I'm just seeing like dry, brittle, um, hot. So please do have that on your radar. Okay. And the final thing that we will talk about today is Mercury retrograde. So Mercury retrograde happened today as I'm recording this and it will stay retrograde until let's see, June 3rd. So Mercury will go direct on June 3rd. And so I already spoke about this pretty extensively on the May horoscope, but I'll go ahead and do a brief overview. Mercury retrograde influences mercurial energies. So communication, dialogue, the internet, anything with technology or appliances, it is going to impact our cognitive functioning. So we may even be a little bit more forgetful or confused. Again, misinterpretation is more bound to happen. Please be mindful with communication through email, through text messages, through the internet, things We may type it wrong. People may misinterpret it. We want to be extra careful with our work, rather it be for a business or for school. We want to proof everything really well. We want to back up all of our work. All of our important work needs to be backed up for sure. We can anticipate issues, again, with mail, rather it be email or standard mail. There can be delays or issues. Of course, there can also be delays in travel. Things are more apt to go kaput. It could be a vehicle. It could be an appliance. This is the time when things go awry. And the other thing that I was talking about in the May horoscope is that this is occurring in Taurus. So it is a wonderful time to review finances, review the budget, make any necessary changes because we're doing a review, right? It's also a wonderful time to get rid of anything around the home or the kitchen or the bathroom that doesn't spark joy, you know, to quote Miss Kondo. If we want to... Uh, purge our house of anything that is no longer bringing us joy and bring in beautiful items. This is such a fantastic time for it. Taurus is such a beautiful sign to review how we're surrounding ourselves with beauty, how we're indulging ourselves, and again, how we're managing our finances. Please do listen to the May horoscope. I talk about Mercury retrograde for a pretty extensive period of time. Um, But to keep it brief, watch out for all of those mercurial issues. And I think that that's all I have for y'all today. I'm going to look very briefly at the night sky here. I'm going to pull up my program. I suppose Venus is going to go retrograde here in the middle and end of May. And then Venus is going to enter Aries. So Venus will move into Aries on May 23rd. So May 20th, May 21st, May 22nd. May 23rd, May 24th, like that kind of span of time, we can expect a little intensity. Venus does represent women and there's a lot going on right now about women, surrounding women, and Venus is also reproduction. So when Venus goes Gandanta for that period of time, we can certainly anticipate some intensity. And then Venus is with Uranus and Rahu, which is going to continue the intensity. So we will definitely stay up to date, I will continue to give you my forecast as we kind of move along throughout the months. But as y'all know, usually on the eclipse podcast, new and full moon podcast, I usually like to focus on the eclipse itself. So 
that is what I will leave you all with. Again, I do hope that it was helpful. I hope that you are feeling inspired to really connect to your purpose, to what's meaningful to you, to what lights you up, you know. And I've been thinking about the things in life I can't not do. (laughs) Because there are things. There are things in my life that I can't not do as much as I will myself, you know, to stay away from it. When I hear about it, you know, when I see it, when someone brings it up, I am completely absorbed. There is an impulse within me that pulls me to that thing. And that is dharma. That is that is something innate within that I was born with. And the beautiful thing is that you all have that too. There are elements of your personality. There are elements of who you are that is so completely unique and yet the world absolutely needs that diversity and that special spark to uphold balance and harmony. We fall out of harmony when we don't follow what moves us. And we're not in a society that teaches us to follow what moves us. And it's going to be different. You know, it doesn't have to be activism. It doesn't have to be being a teacher. It doesn't have to be being a healer. It can be being an artist, being a creative, being a parent, you know, being a chef. If we didn't have these different roles in society, it would fall apart. If we were all trying to do the same thing, society would fall apart. So your role, what lights you up, the things that you can't not do, we need you to be doing those things within reason, right? If it's ethical, (laughs) if it's morally sound, right? We're talking about legal, moral things here. But again, we need that to uphold our balance. We need you to be following that impulse and that pull and that light. Because when you are following that light, you are doing everyone a service. So this eclipse, it's time to be reflective. It's time to allow it to percolate, to think about it, to let it simmer. It's not the time to make radical decisions. It's a time to let things be revealed, to let things be uncovered. Speaking of which, when it comes to government affairs, when it comes to world affairs, I think a lot will be uncovered during this eclipse as well. With this combination of Jupiter and Neptune, with the eclipse being in Kritika and Vishaka, I think that there are going to be a lot of truths coming to the surface. And I think that there is going to be a lot that is surprising to people. Um, So... Have that on your radar. The eclipse usually uncovers things. So we are going to be learning a lot about a lot. Some of us are going to be surprised. Some of us probably won't be surprised. But we will see what comes up and we will talk about it more next week. So I hope that this was helpful. I hope that you have a wonderful week. If you have any questions, you can always message me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com. My website is innerknowing.yoga. My Instagram is astrologynow underscore podcast. I only have one Instagram. It's astrologynow underscore podcast, not astrologynow underscore podcast, which is someone who's trying to scam people. So please don't fall for any scammers. I have one account, astrologynow underscore podcast. And my Patreon account where I do weekly horoscopes is patreon.com slash astrologynowpodcast. Again, my name is Christine. This is Astrology Now. Thank you so much.